Yo, welcome to Faded Town, number one Pokemon podcast in the world. These are facts, look them up in a book, Google them, focus stats them, uh, do what you gotta do, you know, go to your local library, walk inside, talk to the lady at the counter, be like, yo, I'm um, looking for the number one Pokemon podcast, she just points you right to Faded Town. It's just, that's just facts, that's just how it works, haters are gonna hate, um, we leave for six months and we're still on top, it just, it just is what it is. Um, and we'll always be there, alright? I'll, I'll, I'll die saying we the number one couple of podcasts in the place. Um, anyways, make sure you like, subscribe, do all the cool stuff down below. Um, yeah, I mean, a little more engagement would be nice. I appreciate everyone who hit the subscribe button recently. Uh, Make sure if you go down, if you look down, and you're not subscribed, just hit the button. Doesn't take much more. Most most people watch just are not subscribed. It tells me so. Like if you're gonna watch it, at least subscribe. You know, um, audio only versions are always up on Spotify, iTunes, wherever. Links are all down below. Um, hoodies. Uh, if you're watching this, there's like one day left. So DM me on Twitter or or Facebook. Links down below on that. Uh, 40 bucks for if you're going to pick it up in Salt Lake 45 ship anywhere in the US so just message me you got one, one last day basically to, to do that so hit me up before you can't you know anyways I kind of want to just get into this um, I'm going to start doing try and do a solo maybe or I don't mean just try to do two podcasts at least two podcasts a week we just had Priora wrap up yesterday or on Sunday. Um, I'm not gonna like dive into it. I think me and Raul will dive super into like what happened at Priora um, on Thursday. But I kind of want—I really like on this 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 podcast. I want to dive into meta development and how we're in a new era of Pokemon. I think. The meta develops so much quicker than I think it has ever developed in the past. And a lot of this has to do with the limitless online tournaments. Um, I think it's actually super nutty. Um, if we just look at, or we just talk about how often tournaments happen, how compared to the past. I mean, if we look back to 20, before pandemic, what did we like, 2019, 2018, we would, the type of resources that we had going into tournaments were very limited. Um, limitless CCG was literally just like a results page, you know, but, all right, what did well, or what, what happened at the past range? Um, we had a few YouTube channels that made made some. We had, I think we had what, Pablo who made content. Um, Celio just like started, barely started up. Uh, Mahone didn't really make content back then. Um, Azul didn't make content back then. We had 
We lost um, Puka, who was making content. We lost him. We didn't have much. I think like Pablo is the only one that was like consistently streaming too at that point. Uh, we had like Mellow Swallow. A lot of fun YouTube channels. A lot of fun decks. Um, obviously, when it comes to making content online, you want to be entertaining. You want to draw an audience. So there wasn't a lot. Um, when it came to like podcasts and stuff, we had Super Rodcast. And that, that went away. Um, after that, competitive TCG-wise, I think we didn't really have anything. Like, Faded Town um, became a thing and became pretty popular. I think um, I hit an aspect that we didn't have. I was interviewing top players every week. So, and then I stopped doing it. So that kind of died off. And, I, and, and I'm just not, I wasn't consistent. I haven't been consistent. I'm not going to agree. I'm not going to say I'm going to be consistent. But, like, the resources just weren't there. But now we look at today. We have Azul, who's putting out content every day. He's streaming. We have Mahone that's putting out content every day. We have Celio putting out content every day. Um, all these people stream. Pablo's still streaming, putting out content. Um, coaching has become, like, a revenue source for a lot of top players. Um, before, there wasn't a lot of coaching. There wasn't, and, and it just wasn't there. Um, we only, we didn't use Twitter. Like, we never, we used, like, Hey Fonte on, on Facebook and Burbank. Which those are still active, um, seem pretty toxic. Twitter's super toxic too, but we're not really talking about that. But we didn't really use Twitter. Um, we kind of, we all kind of went to Twitter because Russell took down Hefante for like a minute or however long he took Hefante down, and then we all just jumped ship to Twitter. Um, I think Twitter kind of opened up. Like a lot um, as a platform, more more personalities, more streamlined um, to to people you want to follow instead of just being in a group of people and you have to see what they post. You know, you don't have to follow people on Twitter, which is nice. Um, yeah, there wasn't a lot of stuff. You just got like. Oh, I did good at a cup, and I post my list on Burbank or, or Hifante. Um, it's just not the same. Now Now we get tons of content from great players. Uh, Azul and, and Chip have a great podcast. I look, And, like, I personally, I think if you're... Um, chasing an invite or want to be very competitive, taking in all this information, all this content is very beneficial. Um, even if you don't like the person or you don't agree with what they say, um, taking in the info is just good. Like having a little more knowledge on something is great. It's the people that are making content are putting a lot of time and effort into doing so and they're trying to put out the best content they can have. Like, currently, I'm playing Pokemon 
insane amounts. I'm watching all the content. I'm pulling in everything. Like, the effort I'm putting into to the game right now is probably an all-time high um, after my poor performance in Baltimore. So, it's just, even if you, like, if you're trying to do something, trying to win, trying to get better at the game, taking a contact from everyone is just the way to go. And I think that's why I link everybody's stuff down below. I think I have, like, Azul stuff, um, uh, Celio's, Pablo's, Raul's. I have everyone's stuff always linked down below. Because, of, like, my channel is all about trying to get you better at the game. And I think having access to all those resources just right below every of my videos next. Um, well, as I said, things have changed so much over the years. Like, the resources have grown expo like huge, like ridiculously huge. Um, and they went to a whole new level when we uh, started doing online events with Limbless. And um, when it was first thought, just to be kind of a joke, just something for us to do during the pandemic, you know? It's like, there was no events, there was nothing going on. Like, what can we do? Like, what are we going to do? Like, how do we keep the game from that down? And then the boys at Limitless throw out this whole system on how to run online events. And, like, we thought it was fun. We made content on, like, do these online events really matter? Are people taking it serious? This and that and blah, blah, blah. We're getting 600, 700 people playing in an online tournament. These are, like, higher than regional numbers. Um, and these are weekly, daily. There's, like, two or three tournaments a day. Um, and, and I, like, these resources are just abundant. And I don't think we're used to it. Like, I touched on it going into Peoria. I was like, the meta, you can see the meta development pretty crazy just in the thought of the Lost Zone engine. Where you have the Empoleon versus the Lost Zone engine. I think in 2019, 2018, we played the one, people played the one Empoleon and kind of, or one or two Empoleon. Maybe, maybe one or two Empoleon and find success. I think they find success in that because there isn't enough data gathered by players that are like, to counter that. Like, the thought process is, okay, someone's going to play um, an Empoleon, probably. As much as, like, that's, like, the limits of it. You know, it's like, okay, Empoleon's probably, I need to get around Empoleon. So, like, uh, I'll play, like, a rope or whatever, you know? Um, but, without the information out there, as much as it was, I feel like that, that might not even happen. I think we go into it, and the meta develops through Peoria, where 
we find out that Emporium does really well against the Lost Engine decks. I think that it changes the whole thing. I think we find out that the Emporium would have done really well versus the Lost Engine decks. And then we get a slow development into, alright, we're going to play going into Salt Lake. We're going to figure out how to beat, we're going to play the, the Lost Engine, but we're going to beat Empoleon now. And we're going to, so I think a two Empoleon list would have won Peoria in, in 2017-2018. Or 2019, whatever. I think a two Empoleon list wins that. Then we go into Salt Lake, and I think we get a development at that point to where we get a four path to the peak list, like like toys, or a, or we get like a bunch of escape routes um, list, and like it beats the one Empoleon, you know, and then we move on to the the next meta, which is a little different now because. Salt Lake's really the last um, time for this format, so like we get a whole nother set, but in pass we'd go to another regional, and then we would see the four path to the peak list like tour packs. And it would take three it would take like three regionals to get to that list. And I think with the limit list we see it exponentially faster. Like the online play is at its highest. I think back in the day people didn't even play online. It was like a joke. People were like, uh, it's bad testing, it doesn't work, like, I don't even have an account, I share my account with four people, blah, blah, blah. I think people still share accounts, but, like, it wasn't thought of as a great testing method, and it wasn't, like, it just wasn't taken serious. Um, but I think we can see it in Peoria, where... That list, and personally, um, last night after Toward 1, I played, the ladder's filled with Toward's list, right? That list is very good. It's very good, and it's not as hard as people were saying it is to play. Um, I think people are finding a lot of success in the ladder with it. Um, I had a lot of hard times beating it it there's like it it accounted it accounts for a lot it accounts for a lot it accounts for the paracel because it plays three um vacuums it accounts for uh employants and with with the switching cards or the ropes and the four paths of the peak um it covers the meta right now very well. I think even going... See, that's where... That's... I was going to say, even going into Salt Lake, I think the deck is going to be very good. Um, but then, I don't know. The way the meta develops over such a short period, that's the question. That's the question I think we have to really think about as a player is is that deck good enough or to just play raw going into into salt lake 
Or do you have to account for people learning to beat that deck with some tech cards or something? Um, which is, again, I played against it a lot last night, and it is far too... There's not, there's not a lot it doesn't account for. Um, it kind of covers its bases, and it does what it wants to do every turn. I'm sure there's a few cards you can change, but it's very solid list. It's very poor, heavy list. Very heavy on the resources it needs. Um, it draws a lot of cards. It's, it, it leaves you with large hands. Um, and that that's what we can see going forward is like, we'll have two weeks of tournaments to see if people can figure out ways to limit it, limit that deck's hand size and try to cause it to break. Um, and Polyon's not going to do it. That's just not going to... And not going to work. So you have to find another way around it. Um, four Path to the Peak is very strong. I think we learned that this weekend. Um, I, I know Path to the Peak's been in the, thing, or in the format a long time, but... Um, I've seen that a lot of tweets out about that. But Path Peaks very strong. So it's just strong card. It just slows the game down. Like if it, it sticks, it's it's very tough for any deck that depends on it not sticking to develop. And losing a turn versus a one prize deck um, is very hard. Very it makes you almost lose most of the time. Um, every turn against a deck feels like you need to be taking a prize or developing your board. You need to be doing something. So if the path to the peak sticks and you do nothing a turn versus that deck, uh, it's very tough. So these are all things that have to be accounted for going forward. And the question is basically in these two weeks of online tournaments that we would have never had before, that we would have just had this PR regional, looked at towards list, hopefully had your friend build that list and play against it and try to figure it out from there. Instead, we're going to have two weeks of people playing that list in tournaments. And everyone can look at the development of like, oh, this is beating, this is winning tournaments. So it's beating towards list. What's it doing? And let's look at it and do, and like and take take account of like what it has done to be towards list. And then towards people that want to play towards list can adjust to that. So the question is like, is there something? Is it that simple? Is it that simple where it's going to develop in two weeks where that list will get better and adjust to the people that adjust to that list? Like it becomes a huge mind game. Um, especially going into a tournament that should be a little more developed in the format. People should be um, hap- or more likely to play newer stuff. I felt like in Peoria there was a lot of people that stayed in, in the RCS lanes and the Tokyo lanes and, and stayed away from the Lost Engine. And, and Lost Engine found a lot of success and it did very well. So I think people will will be more likely to play that. And that list is very strong. The question is, can 
what will happen? Will it be able to develop into... Is there something that will develop to beat that list? And will that list be able to adjust to beat that list? And it becomes like a two-week um, meta development that if you're not staying on top of going into Salt Lake, you're not staying on top of the, the, the micro meta development, I feel like you're not, you're doing yourself dirty. You're going to go into um, Salt Lake with a underdeveloped list. You're going to go in with a, a list that did well, but people have adjusted that and you didn't adjust that. So you need to stay on top of stuff. You need to check Limitless like every day, see what's doing well, develop your list, play games against that. Um, if you're not playing that list, which I'm not against anyone playing that list. I think that list is not super hard to play with. I don't feel like it's an Intellion engine where you, you have to make a lot of decisions. Um, obviously, you're making a lot of micro decisions on what to pitch and stuff. Um, but you're not getting like single cards. You're not developing like that. Um, I think it's definitely hard to play, but it's not like insanely where like no one should pick that up and play it. I think um, pick that deck up, play it, play it for like a week or so, you, I think you'll be fine. Um, but you need to watch the meta. I think the meta needs to be watched with the micro um, changes throughout the, the week. There's terms every day you should watch it because I think we'll see another wave of like, okay, I'm adding this to beat that, and now this deck is adding this. And you just need to be on top of it because by the time Salt Lake comes, I don't think Tord's list will be good enough to win. Not his exact 60. Things need to change. People are going to change to beat that, and then you need to change to beat that. Um, and we'll see it slowly develop, which is insane to think about. I think the level of play that is happening right now is very much not it's very much insane like the development is at an all time high and to stay on top of stuff or just uh, I mean don't get me wrong I think there's a there can be a whole new thing that's out there you know but I think as a as like a if you're not in like a tight knit group of like a lot of great players and you, you guys aren't developing like a whole new deck or something and you're just looking at the data bra and picking a deck from there and, and and testing it on your own or like with a couple friends or whatever i think staying on top of it and just watching the meta develop over two weeks and building the list is the best way to go um i'm sure the, the meta's going to be more developed going into Salt Lake. People will come up with, like, crazier stuff. There might be new decks, new new engines, new new forms of stuff. Um, you can't really account for that unless it does show up on Limitless, which you should be on top of. You know what I'm saying? If it does show up on Limitless, there's something you can look into, you know? But if, if it's a hidden deck and it's other, there's really, you really just can't. You don't want to really think about that. You know, you want to just take the data as it is. And there's so many resources. Take everything in, develop something, play it, um, 
and, and do your best. But overall, I think this podcast, just, I just want to highlight of like how quickly the meta can develop compared to the past. I think in the past, it was very, it'll take two, three regionals to get to where towards list is. Um, and I don't think that's talked about enough. I think it's crazy. I think that list was super cracked. Um, the four cross switchers, the the three the three vacuums, the four path to the peak. I think that's like that just says Empoleon sucks. It says the parasol doesn't work. It says any counter to me, I've already accounted for. Instead of like watching a tournament develop and go, oh man, these beat me. Um, I'm gonna. Next turn, I'll play it. That's already happened. It's already happened. It's online. There was a bunch of games played. These cards were very well against me. Tor shut them down. And we're going to see that in the next two weeks on how we beat Tor's list and then how that list develops into beating those counters. And maybe the Paracel does start working it. It's a very weird situation. So, so you have to be on top of them and watch the bow. Because, like, you could think, like, oh, going into Salt Lake, the umbrella's useless. Like, that people are going to play the three vacuums, you know? But someone might develop, like, oh, they're playing three vacuums. I'm not even going to play tools. I'm going to play a bunch of healing cards or something, you know? And then they might ditch the vacuums and like, oh, I'm going to play this that stops the healing or whatever. And then then the, then the Paracel becomes good again, you know? And it's very, like, tedious. And I think if you don't sit, sit and develop it and watch it develop, you're going to get left behind. If you're going to... I don't think you can take a list from Peoria and just plug-and-play anymore. I don't think the plug-and-play method works anymore to do well at the tournament anymore. I think I think the community is very on top of stuff now. Like, 600 people play on the online tournaments. Um, we have thousand, like, over a thousand players at, at both the last regionals. People are invested in the game. People are watching. People are, are doing stuff. Like, you're going to get left behind if you don't pay attention to what's happening on Limitless. Limitless, like, if you're going to Salt Lake, I, you need to be checking Limitless every year. It's a, that's what, at the least, at the least thing you should do is check Limitless every day. Go to Limitless, play, look at completed tournaments, look at, um, obviously take account for how many people are in it in each tournament, what, and what happened. Obviously, it's like a 10-man tournament, and fucking Dunsparce won, or whatever. Like, obviously, take that with a grain of salt. But yeah, 600-man tournament, um, towards list came in second, it lost to this, because it played X cards that just beat that. Okay, now I'm playing X deck. If I put X cards in it, can I beat towards list? We, you practice that, blah, blah, blah. And then you see the next day, oh, someone played the tour list, but they took out the vacuums, and they put these in to stop X card. Now it wins. 
and now we're we're in a fucking battle going into um Salt Lake. Which is crazy. I don't like I don't think a lot of people realize what's happening in, in the Pokemon game. Um, it's very mine. It's very overthinking. And like we were talking about kind of stuff like that in 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 a group chat and at the end of the day sometimes I'm not, like you can get caught up in that and just blow like overthink your deck and do, just make a very shitty deck selection. Um So like as much as I'm preaching like stay on top of it like that, sometimes you can overthink stuff and um I still think you should stick with the guns which you practice a long time. So if you just sat and practice Dialga for the last four weeks I think you still play Dialga, but it's just I just want to give you the information that's out there for you to make the best choice. We, I mean, in the discussion we've had, like, when I played Blastoise and I did my best, the deck was, like, I, I wasn't in a great mindset. I didn't play test a lot. I built that deck basically in a discussion on a bar at the event the night before at, like, 4 a.m. And, like, sometimes you get into a, a juices flowing head state, and I think you should run with that. If you ever get into, like, a, like, because you can get definitely caught up in the limitless, like, meta fucking shifting thing and, and just, like, go crazy, you know? So, sometimes it's not a horrible thing to just take a step back and think about stuff and get into a different headspace and and build a deck and, like, run with it. And um, I think that happens more with someone that's, like, doesn't have anything to lose or doesn't care too much or just wants to have fun. Not, like, just wants to have fun, but, like, um, like, someone that didn't test a lot, you know? Like, I think it's... I, I don't recommend, like, just, like, winging it or, like, getting into a, a juices flowing set or head mind and just building something that, that you think will work if you've been practicing for the last two weeks. If you've been practicing a deck for the last two weeks and you're just... I know you can get stressful, but, like, don't... Just stick with that. But if you're, like, kind of winging it, which don't, like, that happens. Like, it happens to the best of us. And you can still do well. Like, if you just wing it, and you're gonna not keep up with the meta and stuff, and just kind of build something, get a juice, juice this flow head state, and just build something, and sometimes it just works out, you know? That's definitely a possibility. But, I kind of want to, I just want to get everyone it, the opportunity to do that. Um, and I think staying on top of Limitless, if you are practicing every day and you, you want to do well, um, watching the meta develop over the next two weeks is important. Because it's developing faster than it's ever developed in the history of Pope. Um, there's so much more resources, there's so much more stuff. 
and I touch on that a lot, and I think that's kind of where I want to sit on this. Um, I want everyone to do the best they can. That's why I link everything down below. That's why I I do this every week. Um, a lot of us don't travel to every region. A lot of us go to one or two regionals a year and want to have fun. And Some people are just crazy and they want to do the best and they, they want to watch the thing develop. But I just want that information out there. I want people to think about it. The meta is developing faster than it's ever developed ever. And if you're not paying attention to Limitless and you're not paying attention to this and you don't have a great testing crew, and you're not developing a whole new strategy or, or or deck, the best option is to watch the development on Limitless, adjust accordingly, and put yourself in the best position possible to do well at the turn. Um, plug and play is not going to work um, going forward. I just don't think so. I don't believe plug and play is going to work going forward. And, well, like you can play, yes. Will you win? I don't think so. I think at that point, I think you should just juice the If you're just going to pick up Torch 60 and try to play, I think you should juice the flow and come up with your own deck at that point. Um, or or the meta, or or it doesn't develop, and, and Torch List is just that good. Like, people can't figure out a way to beat it. You watch for two weeks, and that 60 is solved. Like, I could see that. That... Um, playing against that the last night and that that sixty feels super solid. It covers a lot, so it, you that could happen. Um, and then the plug and play just kind of works on default because the meta didn't develop. There was nothing to develop. The deck was just solid. So like that's just like on an off rip that that deck is just stacking. Um, so I don't think that's gonna happen. I think we'll see a development. So, I don't believe the plug-and-play will work anymore. Um, that's kind of that's all I wanted to, I kinda want to touch. I think it's not talked about a lot. Everyone should, that wants to do well at tournaments, I think, taking all the resources that are possible. Uh, I know articles aren't very good anymore. Like, Channel Fireball does articles. A lot of them are kind of gimmicky deck articles you can only do so much you know but there's a lot of resources a lot of podcasts now um there's like four or five tcg podcasts now so i would listen to them they all have great guests on it um go on twitter follow all all the the best players see what they're talking about and watch limitless every day that's all i gotta say just watch limitless every day watch it develop and then play Play every day. Play the game every day. Understand your deck through and through, and I think you'll do well. I kind of want to just leave you with that. Watch the meta develop over the next two weeks and and adjust accordingly. I think it's your best chance to do well going into, into Salt Lake. Uh, me and Raul will break down PR regionals on Thursday. Um, Again, hoodies on sale. Pre-ordered. Yeah, one day, so message me. Um, hit the like, subscribe button down below. If you're still watching this, I appreciate you guys. Like, Comment down below. I reply to everything. 
think I think I pretty much covered whatever I want. Meta Meta is developing insanely now, so stay on top of it. But for now, guys, we're gonna scoop it up. <laughs>